A patch is a set of changes to a computer program or its supporting data designed to update, fix, or improve it. This includes fixing security vulnerabilities and other bugs, with such patches usually being called bug fixes. Patch management is the process of managing a network of computers by regularly performing patch deployment to keep computers up to date. Now, in today's podcast for Future CIO, we are joined by Alex Tilly, Head of Intelligence Research for Asia Pacific at SecureWorks, to talk about where patch and patch management are evolving. Alex, welcome to Podcast for Future CIO. Thanks for having me. Wonderful to be here. In your view, why do we need to do software patching? And as a consumer or as a purchaser of uh, software, don't businesses already pay enough in terms of licenses to expect that the software they buy is perhaps 100% in good working order? That means no bugs. Yeah, that would be great. I think we'd love to think that the software that we buy off the shelf is the finished final version and there's never going to be a problem with it. But unfortunately, software is coded largely by people and people can make mistakes or can implement certain parts of the code in strange ways. And given that there's a lot of money involved in finding security vulnerabilities and um, you know exploiting and, and, and cash out on those vulnerabilities, I think unfortunately, there's a lot of impetus on attackers and bad people to find those particular problems and holes. So even if software can be really good for now, new and changing attacks and visibility of bugs can come out down the track, which means we need to patch. When a software bug is found, why does the CISO, CISO need to be aware of the patch that needs to be applied? Because I think it comes down to a question of risk. And I think the CISO is particularly well positioned in an organization and the CIO as well to understand how the organization sits on the internet or you know what their posture is like from a full security point of view. And I think understanding here's a new bug and there's a new patch and trying to figure out with your leadership team and with your engineering team, how bad is this patch? How quickly do we need to deploy it? Does it impact us at all? I think these are questions that ultimately will rise up to the CISO to answer those questions. So I think being aware that there is especially critical and very high severity patches that need to be deployed and making an educated decision based on that really does fall at the feet of many CISOs. Now, we often hear that patching is sometimes ignored. Why do people resist patching, especially when the bug is already out there? I mean, known bugs. Yeah, it's an interesting state of affairs around patching. I think one reason that comes up a lot is people think that by deploying a patch to their workstation or their phone or their device, there's a, a real chance that that patch is going to somehow negatively impact that system because there's been you know horror stories about bad patches being deployed that used to blue screen Windows boxes back in the olden days and bad patches that tended to cause damage to phones and stuff like that. I think a lot of the feeling around patching uh, hesitancy, if we can use a term from COVID times, <laughs> patch hesitancy is definitely around people not quite trusting that everything's going to be fine once they deploy that patch. The flip side also can be, um, especially with phones and stuff, phones have obviously finite storage. And oftentimes, if you wanted to say with my iPhone here, if I want to deploy the new version of iOS or an iOS patch to my phone, I might have to go through and delete a bunch of photos or delete a bunch of podcasts or something like that because I just don't have enough free space on the phone. So a lot of people get the notification that they have a patch to deploy, hit OK, the phone or the computer will say, can't deploy it because of you know X and Y reason, and then they'll just ignore it from there on. So I think people oftentimes just have a misconception of the damage that patching can cause and or have, have limitations to their devices. And I suppose also a lack of understanding of the benefit of patches and application updates. I think people need to understand that oftentimes it's not just security patches that you're getting, you're getting you know new functionality, you're getting better streamlined experiences, these types of things. So I think the messaging around patching needs to be, it's not just 
just for bad things. It also can give you some good out of it as well for your time. How do we ensure that time-critical patches are performed? And if I may, who should be in charge of this? Yeah, that's that's a really great question. And it's coming up a lot recently, and especially over the last year or two, around you know, large critical patches being released. And then if we use, you know, from my world on in online crime, it's a matter of, if not hours, then days before the vulnerability that that patch is going to fix start to get exploited by the bad guys and, you know, hacking businesses and stuff like that. So that's definitely coming to the fore of many CISOs and CIOs is, okay, we've got a patching regime, but we currently have a lag between patch release and patch deployment to our fleet of, you know, two months, three months, whatever um, the case may be, depending on the end device. How do we now compress that time frame and safely and effectively deploy this patch within a matter of days or within a matter of weeks? And if we can't, this is a very large topic, but I'll, I'll do my best to, to compress it here. But if we can't, for whatever reason, deploy that patch within that time frame of a few days to a week, what are our compensatory controls? That's a security term. What is it in our networks that we've got? We've bought all these boxes and firewalls and scanning boxes and all kinds of stuff to protect our networks. Do we already have something in our network that can cover up and compensate for the lack of that patch for the time that it would take us to QA it, test it, and, de and deploy it? One thing that often happens is that uh, organizations can sometimes rely too heavily on some of those compensatory controls and some of those different boxes that they've bought to protect their network and say, well, we don't have to deploy that patch because we've got this control. And what really, in the, in the real world, that extra control you've got buys you a little bit of time because oftentimes there's a million ways for a hacker to hack a system and that patch not being applied will only work to help the bad guy to give your business a very bad day. So I think who's in charge here should be, it's a team effort between the security team and the engineering team and the administration team and then management and CISOs to make that ultimate call of this patch is important enough to be deployed as soon as possible and as soon as possible for our organization means within a week or means within 48 hours, if that makes sense. So I think it's, it's really is a team effort, but it needs to be driven from the top saying, once we get certain assurances and our patch deployment technology, if you will, our patch deployment methodology as well, is at a mature enough level that we can trust that when we hit deploy on that particular patch, it's going to deploy cleanly, it's going to deploy holistically, and it's going to be applied well. One thing that often happens is that organizations don't want to deploy the patch because it might need a reboot of the system. You know, and no one wants to reboot their Oracle cluster or no one wants to re reboot their exchange environment. The problem with that is that by delaying that patch and not deploying it because of the fear that potentially it could, that you need to have that little tiny piece of downtime, what happens then is you've given control of that downtime to the bad guy. If you don't deploy the patch and take that few minutes to reboot the server, the bad guy could take that server down entirely. So I think we've, we've sort of got to keep control of our own destiny as it were around patching. Now, one of the emerging technologies of the last few years is this intelligent automation. Can intelligent automation be applied to patching? And if so, what are the issues that the heads involved, the leaders in charge need to take into account? Yes, it actually can. Um, and strangely enough, um, honestly, uh, out of the blue, but um, SecureWorks bought a company a couple of years ago that does just that, uses AI and ML and machine learning to help with vulnerability assessments. And what we use it for and what it can be used for most effectively, I would say, is in the ranking of criticality of patches. So when you get information as a size or as a C-level that this patch is out, Microsoft says it's critical or Cisco says it's critical or whatever the, the, the vendor of the patch says that it's critically deployed. This technology and M M 
Cornell's best use around here is to then map out your environment and say, okay, as I talked about before about those compensatory controls, those other boxes that we have on our networks to help protect us. So that's what this a good use of, of AI is in patching is to then map out your network and say, okay, yes, this patch from Microsoft is critical for this system, but because your network has X, Y, and Z in it, that patch is now dropped down to a moderate or to a medium, if you know what I mean. So by understanding your network and these boxes sit there and they learn over time what devices are on your network and which devices talk to what and what logs into what. So it gets that understanding in the machine learning engine. So when these patches come out that say, yes, these are very, very high severity, it can help to map that ranking to your particular network. It's quite an effective tool. The thing that we see it being used a lot for and AI and IA as well is around helping the CISO and the security team understand where to deploy their human resources. Because obviously as a external security guy, I'd like to see every patch deployed within five minutes everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that simply isn't reality, right? I think, you know, organizations have finite human resources. They have finite technical resources. They have, you know, change controls and change windows. There's all these things that businesses have to deal with before they hit deploy on that patch. So some of these uh, IA and aut automated systems can help you to say, hey, yes, there's 12 patches to deploy. All of them say they're critical, but based on your network setup, start with these two. If you start with those two, that's a good use of your human resources and your technical resources rather than try and do them all straight away. I, I think personally, that's a smart way to use AI and ML in around patching. I don't particularly think there's a good way to automate the entire process end to end based on machine learning, but I think definitely it can help to guide the size and help to guide the those those resources as to, to the best use of their time. What would be the challenges that CIOs and CISOs need to address or must address for patching to become a standard practice if it isn't already? Perhaps you can draw some lessons from the past. I'm going to use a, a dirty word. I'm, I'm going to say ransomware. Um, at the moment, with ransomware you know, running amok around the world, what we're seeing from a security point of view from my chair here is we're seeing these the vulnerabilities that these patches are released to address are being used very quickly by these criminal groups to gain access to and then eventually you know deploy ransomware and cripple a network, cripple an entire business. So if we look at the very recent past and even you know the current present day, we can see that by not deploying these patches and all not having some sort of control around these patches, you're actually opening your business up to a lot of risk, like massive risk. It's not even a theoretical risk. It's a realized risk. Day after day, we're seeing these businesses getting compromised using vulnerabilities that were patched two or three months ago, or even two years ago in some cases. So I think if we look at very recent and you know current history, we can see that by not fixing those problems in our networks, we're allowing the risk of a very bad day happening to be very high. And, and ultimately, as a CISO and a CIO, you may be found responsible for that call. So I think that's why it behooves uh, um, those individuals to understand the seriousness of the nature of, of patching these days. And as I talked about before, ranking and trying to figure out which of these patches are most important for us and getting those deployed quickly because we talked about it being a team effort, right? We, we do have a whole team of people who work with us to help us to understand and deploy these patches and test them. Obviously, you do need to test them first. I think getting those particular people in the room up front or over Zoom as, as it is 2022, we are dealing with Zoom still, getting those people in a meeting and saying, okay, how are we as a business going to tackle the problem of patching? And as a CISO and a CIO, getting that level of understanding, okay, this is where my business sits. I'm responsible for this function of this business. And by having the correct people in the room to hash this out and have a discussion around where we sit and where we can get better, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's be honest here. It's going to be a situation of where are our gaps and where are our failings? What are we comfortable with? And then that CISO, getting that level of 
comfort saying, okay, this is our program, this is our plan, this is how I understand we're going to deploy patches at different levels of criticality and different systems that we've got in, in our business, and then saying, okay, well, now I'm comfortable. So that when they get a tap on the shoulder by the CEO saying, hey, I read about this big vulnerability that's caused our, our major competitor to just get locked up by ransomware, you've got an answer for them. And let's face it, a lot of the work that we do is so we have an answer for those difficult conversations. <laughs> We're into January 2022. It's uh, always time for that New Year's resolution. What would be a New Year's resolution to patching that takes into consideration the current environment that we're in? You just talked about remote work and the pandemic. I think it is honestly having those discussions and having those plans and as a senior leadership team, having that understanding of your business's posture. And I think that is a good New Year's resolution. I'll be honest with you, no one enjoys patching. I, I can sit here and talk about it and I, I see the benefit to it and I understand the risks of not doing it correctly. But patching is something that is just something that has to be done. But more and more in, in, in the world we currently live in, it's becoming crucial to get it right or at least to be moving towards getting it right. So I think the new use resolution is let's start caring about patching. Let's start understanding what patching means to our business and let's start really understanding the ins and outs of how this works for our business so that we can answer those hard questions when they're asked. And so that when, you know, when the bad guy does come knocking at the door and if we talk about it, uh, digitally trying for an unlocked door handle, like criminals used to do, they used to walk down the street and rattle door handles on cars to try and find an unlocked one. It's very similar these days with patches and vulnerabilities. They'll just be looking for that company that hasn't deployed that patch. And honestly, you just don't want to be that company. You want to be the company that when they rattle that virtual door handle, nothing happens and they move on to the next company. And that's it's it's a little bit cutthroat, but it is the real world, I'm afraid. <laughs> Alex, thank you very much for joining me in the Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you very much for having me. That was Alex Tilly, Head of Intelligence Research for Asia Pacific at SecureWorks on the topic of why patch management matters in 2022. You are listening in to Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.